Smiley and Mandy and we are the, the main, main dish. dish. How have things been uh, going with you Mandy? What's uh, what's new? What's good? What's <laughs> not so good? New and good. I recently noticed a new freckle. I guess they're freckles. I don't know. I'm I'm Indian. I don't have I'm, I'm Native American. I don't have freckles but I have some light freckles and I just found a new one on the edge of my lip and I, it's perfectly round it's very light in color it's not like a cancerous big crazy ugly thing but it's this little teeny tiny pale brown dot right next to my lip on my face to clarify and how does it make you feel i don't know how i feel about it but the first time i saw it i thought it was food <laughs> tried to rub it off no, oh, and now it's all I can see. And it's only been like a month or two that I've, maybe two months, because, you know, pandemic time is weird. But I don't know, whatever. Anyways, something new that I noticed in the mirror. I haven't noticed it. Even one right now, I'm trying to look for it on your face. I can't really see it. Well, um, when you move your lip I know, only like when that. I like stick my tongue and like yes. press out. I can it. see it, yeah. but I have tons of freckles and it's actually rare for Asians to have freckles, but I have so many freckles. I so were, I feel like I've seen Asians I don't know Asians if I freckles. feel bad for you for your one freckle. I'm not looking for sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I'm out in the sun, I get a few, but oh. I don't know. They've gone away with my older age. Maybe because I'm not hanging out in the sun a whole lot, but I only have a couple. I have lots, and you know what? I also have lots of acne, too, because of wearing masks. I can't wait for us to start talking a little bit more about skincare. Yeah. Maybe we can get a guest on about that because it's not that I never had acne before. I do have acne. Okay. A pimple here and there. But for some reason in the last couple months, I just have like a... A village of acne. Like a situation? Yeah, like a situation right on the, you know, the bottom of my chin. Hmm. And I wonder if it's related to my mask wearing. And I would love to pick someone's brain about skin yeah. cancer. And I think many of our listeners might benefit from that too. Because Absolutely. even before COVID, it's really important for all of us to take care of our skin. Especially our facial skin because it's very delicate. And if you live in Arizona or a state that is high in elevation where you're close to the closer to the sun or uh, a, a state that may have a lot of sunshine, you are at a higher risk for skin cancer. And so yeah. I think having a, an episode about skin cancer might be very beneficial. Skin but cancer, also, skin care. Yep. But I'm also just very selfish about wanting to figure out what's going on with the bottom <laughs> of my chin. I can only minorly relate to the acne thing. I'm one of those people that just, my sister struggled with it a little bit more than I did. And even that was really minimal. Like, I think your situation is pretty minimal. I don't think most people would look at you and be like, whoa. <laughs> I had, I swear to you, I had my first like zit or pimple. I don't know if there's a difference. I was 26 and it was such a foreign thing to me. I was like, what's happening? It itched right here for a few days. Like I had a weird tingly sensation on this like cheek area. And then all of a sudden I can feel something and my face hurts. And then, oh, there's a bump. And then, oh my God, what's happening? And then, you know, it was a situation. I didn't, I did not understand what was happening to me. I had, I did not have a zit or a pimple until I turned like 26, legitimately into adulthood. And now I haven't had one in forever, but with the mask wearing, I've had a couple of small situations like probably four over the last eight months and it's 
it's frustrating. So I do have a person lined up for us I'm to excited. come on and talk about skincare with us. And hopefully I'm in there and I get a facial from her soon. So we have a little bit of photo content to go with the pod. But yeah, look forward to that soon. I think we'll be dropping her first of the year-ish. Oh, I'm excited and looking forward to it. I was just sitting here thinking a little bit about how funny we, how funny it is that we started the opening to this podcast episode about some of our external features. Oh, yeah. For me, I think it's just, you know, we don't talk a lot about our external features and the fact that today we're, you know, you mentioned a freckle, I'm talking about acne. <laughs> and sometimes when you talk about external factors, it can affect negatively or positively your confidence, which actually is the topic of today's episode, which we didn't even plan to talk about that, but it kind of makes sense because obviously we're going to dive a lot deeper into confidence, but confidence can be affected by the way your appearance is and vice versa. And so I think that that was a very natural way of uh, introducing our topic today. We loosely plan this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that about us though. We have a plan. So... uh, my, <laughs> I I have a couple of phrases that I'm sort of known for. One is, I do what I want. Oh, you know, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm not going to, I have a story a screen, about that. It's a screensaver on my phone and it's a hashtag. It's a thing for me. I'm like, I have been and I have moments where I am the most defiant of person. Like with, I, I tend to get really bristly sometimes with men in relationships when they neg me. Or try to tell me what to do or somehow infringe upon my, I'm a very independent spirited person. So in one of my past relationships, the relationship I was in for 10 years, one of my major common catchphrases that I would say anytime he would neg me, it actually hurt him when I said it. So I actually quit the habit of saying it. But I remember there were so many times where every time he had made me feel as though I couldn't be myself Uh or do something that I wanted to do or, you know, it interfered with my independence. And this kind of speaks back to our previous episode about vulnerability, Mm -hmm. being vulnerable enough to stand up for yourself, Mm -hmm. being vulnerable enough to share your opinion um, and and ask for what you need or ask people to... Hold that ground. Yeah, and hold that ground and not be afraid of the consequences because when I said this phrase that I'm about to tell you, uh, in those moments, I was not afraid of rejection. I was not afraid of whatever the consequences were because I was standing up for myself. And I think that's why, you know, when I contrast myself now to then, I find it so odd that I feel like sometimes I, nowadays, I somehow have, have lost that confidence or vulnerability to speak my mind or stand up for myself. But I want you to tell me that phrase, okay. but I also want to interject that I think perhaps back then, you dated down a little bit and perhaps now you're shooting a little bit higher and so maybe you just haven't found your own quite like like you're not quite owning it but you're like trying to and I really appreciate that observation because that speaks to self-worth because when you aim for something higher sometimes you can question your self-worth like are you worthy of something greater are you worthy of something better are you worthy of something higher quality so Mm -hmm. that you know 
for those that have listened to our episode, our previous episode, we talk a little bit about that self-worth and that's the key piece that maybe um, yeah. I forgot to or you know, no, we, we didn't talked mention about, a little yeah. bit. But, um, so my phrase back then was, I'll do whatever I want whenever I want. <laughs> I'm a very, I do what I want. And I yeah. I swear I got it from like South Park or some <laughs> bullshit. I don't know. But yeah, I, I was, it was like my catchphrase. Anytime he pissed me off about something and I couldn't do something that I want to do, I was like, I want to do whatever I want whenever I want. And I would always say it like that too. And I think maybe it was more so the way I said it as mm-hmm. opposed to what I was saying. Like you don't matter. Yeah. You were telling him he didn't matter. Exactly. And yeah. so... I don't know. But when you said that, I was like, that reminds me a lot about what I used to say. I say um, it usually very jokingly. Like, yeah. I I have a very, my sense of humor is one that I had a boss once who came up to my, came to me at my desk and asked me to do something. And I am very silly. And I turned to him and I just went, stop yelling at me. <laughs> And he had just said something very calm and reasonable and like, hey, have you heard from so-and-so or what do you know about blah, blah, blah? Oh, stop yelling at me. <laughs> and he got very scared and sort of like defensive and his eyes got really big. He was like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Which just launches me into a fit of laughter. <laughs> and I don't feel bad about that interaction today. I still look at it and laugh like... Sometimes you just have to be ridiculous. And my, I do what I want. Like, yours is very out of a place of, like, domin- like yes. this is me. And stop trying to infringe upon me. And don't try to put me in any box. And I'm, like, my my nonsense is mostly nonsense. It's like, And that's where I'm I'm hoping to be more like in boyfriends, your... Yeah. Yeah. Boyfriends uh, could be like, hey, babe, would you grab me a, a beer on your way back? Or, hey, babe, um, blah, 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 do you want to meet up at 6 and go to this movie? I'd be like, ah, I do what I want. <laughs> mindset like it's a very playful mindset but it also says like you know hey which also leads me to our podcast and our planning and our laying out of things uh the plan is no plan (laughs) like i mean we come up with a topic yes (laughs) we have a plan like we do our homework we do some research we lay out an outline we actually go into this with a lot of thought and effort but i very jokingly in lots of moments in life when people be like what's the plan i'm like the plan is no plan so. I like it. I, I actually think it's more organic too. Like we don't script no. any of the things we It's say. impossible to script. We just talk. Yeah. There cannot be a <laughs> script with us. We have too much. Oh man. <laughs> but we are going to talk about confidence today and we are going to talk about some of the ways you can build yours if it's something you're looking to or maybe just some tools to add to your repertoire. I like the way you say that. So Thanks. I'm excited to uh, to dive in and, and have our listeners dive in. We hope you enjoy the show. Enjoy. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into some confidence. Yes. Um, how would you like to start? I was thinking, when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking, in what ways do I lack confidence and in what ways do others maybe lack confidence as well but mostly thinking from a personal experience or you know stories people have told me and a lot of things came up um you know there are ways we lack confidence in relationships whether they be romantic or friendships uh work confidence confidence in the job you have the job you want maybe the job you feel you deserve maybe the pay you think 
you or you feel you your worth um our bodies like how we present to the world are we presenting our most confident self yeah those are just some of the ways that i thought i have experienced a lack of confidence at times and when i am feeling the most confident in those situations i tend to get the most done so when you're sharing about all these things about confidence what comes to my mind is it's all rooted in the way i see myself yeah and it can change moment to moment it can change situation to situation it can change from whatever setting i am in like you said you know i might be more confident in the work setting because i have a certain skill set and i believe in myself when i am having a certain conversation or talking about a topic that i actually know about and am prepared about sometimes in relationships i might be more confident in one area and less confident in another but i think uh the root of it is really how I see myself in that situation. Sometimes I think society kind of says, well, you have confidence or you'll have a higher confidence when you obtain some of these Mm -hmm. external things, materialistic things. Landmarks. Yes. Milestones. Like, I don't know, the the most common one that I can think of. Yeah. The one I think about is, you know, by the age of 30, you've graduated and gotten a college degree. You own your own car, you own your own home and you have a amazing relationship like by 32 you better have babies right and so there's all of these societal pressures or landmarks and milestones that you know society defines as this is what it means to be successful this you know and in order to be successful you have to be confident but I think confidence is an inside job like an internal job it can be affected influenced enhanced or maybe reduced by external factors Mm -hmm. but I would like us to you know dive into some of the the fundamental concepts that are internal that define confidence I agree I like that you also said in relationships you can be confident in some parts while being less confident in other parts because I think that applies and I I can find that that applies in work situations. Like I can be incredibly confident in the job I'm doing, but maybe I didn't get the raise I was looking for or maybe I maybe something didn't go right and then that picks away a little bit at my confidence. So I think it's important to not let someone else's observation, opinion or judgment of you define your confidence. Like your confidence gets to be all yours. I like that. I like that, you know, you're confident, like you, you determine your confidence. Yeah. Just like you had just mentioned a few minutes ago, like don't let some negative experiences like not getting a job promotion or, you know, maybe not being able to uh, succeed at a certain task the first time around, not letting it affect your self-worth. And that I think that's what I meant by like your self-image as well. Mm-hmm. Your failures or your obstacles, challenges may not or should not define, and again, I don't like to use the word should, but I hope that it doesn't negatively impact the way you see yourself. And confidence, I think, is it all stems from how you see yourself. I agree. I think... Having confidence, like you said, is an inside job. And it's also a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's sort of a way of manifesting things to come to you. 
having that mindset because whether it's in work or relationships or friendships or whatever it might be if you're not confident as you approach the situation in yourself in your boundaries and your needs and your wants and your skills if you're not confident in those things the person you're pitching them to whether you're actually pitching it or whether it's just you know walking through the mall like it could be anything you have to be confident in doing it or no one is going to believe it. Right. You have to believe it yourself. Like you have to believe that you deserve and that you're worthy of it, that you want it in order to receive it. Yeah. So it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in my mind. It's like you, you need to walk the walk and then other people can join you in being confident in you. And I think, I mean, isn't that, is that what we want? We want, not only to be confident in ourselves, that's step one, but in order to do that, it sets you up for confidence and success in all areas. I totally agree with that. I think um, being able to do that also requires accepting yourself for who you are, for maybe not just what you're good at, but also for your shortcomings as well. Absolutely. And so knowing yourself is a big part of being confident because it requires you to not only be proud of what you're good at, but also forgiving yourself too. And then being like, you know what? I'm not the greatest at cooking. For me, I burn a lot of things in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm not the best at cooking, but I am very good at cleaning dishes. And I'm okay. Will you marry me? Hands down, yes. I will cook all day if someone will clean. Fuck. I think that is why we make such a great partnership. Damn. But, you know, that's what it is. Like, I think confidence isn't about being great at everything. Right. Confidence isn't about, okay, well, if I'm good at that, that means I'm confident. I think it's the other way around. It means I'm confident in myself in knowing that, hey, I'm great at this and here are some of my limitations. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that I have these limitations. And I'm still worthy. I'm still enough. Mm-hmm. I love myself. And yeah. for those of you who want to be in my life and, you know, create something, learn something, live this life together, whether it's romantic as a friendship or at work, let's work together. Now that I know what my strengths and weaknesses are, let's figure out how to work together and make whatever this is, the project, the relationship whatever the mission whatever the task at hand let's make it work let's figure out a way to work and I'm confident enough in myself to know that this is what I can do or this is what I can contribute this is what I can't and I'm okay with both of those I love that knowing your shortcomings is huge I like that you say knowing yourself whether it's your skills or your not so skills (laughs) (laughs) my burning skills I'm very good at burning stuff There you go. Just make everything a positive. I'm so, I am super good at ruining dinner. Um, I'm really good at takeout. Mm-hmm. Excellent takeout skills. So we should put that in your dating profile. Unusual skills, getting takeout. I like it. But also, so knowing yourself is a, is a definitely a key part of being confident. I think also knowing yourself leads me to think of boundaries. And so not just knowing your skills, but knowing those soft skills. I think boundaries are a bit of a soft skill, an internal job. And having boundaries around work, relationships, friendships, all of these things, having boundaries, having boundaries about the thoughts that we let ourselves think about ourselves. 
Oh, that is an incredible concept. If a friend was to say to you that they were thinking that about themselves, what would you say to that friend? And that's huge. I try to, I, I, I might've done something like that with you before when you've been maybe like in a spiral about something and any friend, I probably have done this to. I'm like, if I was saying that about me, what would you say to me? Like, would you let me get away with talking about myself that way? I wouldn't, if, if I wouldn't talk about my best friend that way or one of my best friends or, you know, any friend that way, then I shouldn't talk about myself that way. I love that. Um, I think that's why for me, journaling is such a great way of trying to figure out if you're coming from a place where you want to get to know yourself better, you want to build a better relationship with yourself and you're not really sure where to go. We talked a little bit about, you know, going to see a therapist in our previous episode to try to help figure out, you know, talk through things, figure out who you are, figure out how you feel about certain things. But journaling is a great way to kind of, it's a safe way and a great way to try to figure out some of those questions and, you know, be forgiving of yourself, being real with yourself, being honest with yourself. Hold some space for journaling helps you hold some space for where you are right now. Oh, that's an interesting way of saying that. I like that you said holding the space. Yeah, just hold that space, like write it down. This is where I am right now and hold that space for it. And there are lots of instances where you can hold space for other people, but because we're talking about confidence, hold that space for yourself. Give yourself some grace and some space Yeah. <laughs> um, to just feel those feels. Sometimes yeah. I look back on journal entries and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I was just going to say like journaling it. And then when you go back, you can say, well, that's a crappy thing I said about myself and say, I wouldn't say that about my friend. Why should I be saying it? You know, so it does enlighten you yeah. later down. Sometimes right? I go back and I look at journal entries and I see, wow, I've come a long way since then. Or sometimes I see, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of where I was back then. Like I didn't realize, like looking mm. back, it's sometimes you forget how, A, how far you've come, but sometimes you forget how much you knew and how much you've known all this time. Yeah. So like, yeah. it, it go, really goes both ways. I love, I love the journaling exercise. That's a, a really good one. Um, I think it also makes me think of resilience and I think having, I think I'm most confident. One of the character traits I am most confident in with myself is my resilience. Because I look back and I think my track record for getting through tough days, tough moments, tough jobs, tough breakups, bumpy ro roads and friendships, my track record is 100%. When you say that, do you mean that I mean, I've come through the other side and I'm yeah. still here. Like not giving up. That's what Not necessarily up. not giving okay. up because sometimes letting go is the right move. Well, I guess when I say not giving up, I mean like you recognize that in those situations you've done your best. Yes. I would say Does my, that make sense? Like instead yeah. of just giving up and not doing your best. Yeah. You've done your best and know that you didn't give up when you needed to do your best. It's fall down and get back yes. up. Mm -hmm. It's my, my track record for surviving mm -hmm. those tough, tough instances is a 100%. And I'm a better person inarguably yeah. today than I was Before those. at any moment in history of me. I like that a lot. Resilience is, it, it is a great word. 
And I think it is very... When people... Sorry, confidence for me also makes me think of strength. And when people say to me, you're so strong, I a lot of times will counter with, I prefer to think of myself as resilient because I'm trying to chip away at this at this stereotype or this thought that we need to be strong as women. We do and we are. We are fucking strong. We make babies. <laughs> we make them and then we squeeze them out. You know, some of us do, not me. But, <laughs> but we are strong. We are the stronger sex. But I'm trying, I try personally to chip away at the, at the image or the idea that we need to be strong all of the time. I think there are lots of moments where being soft is the strength. So when people say to me things like, you're so strong, I would rather be thought of as resilient or someone determined, who keeps moving forward. someone thoughtful. And I, yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I say like not giving up, I mean like yeah. someone who keeps moving forward. I get it. Um, and so... I, I really like how you say the word resilient because it it requires confidence to be resilient. It requires this self-acceptance, this self-esteem, uh, I guess, um, this belief that you can get through it, whatever it is, whatever that challenge is. And so I, I think that really resonated with me a lot, and I like that you changed the verbiage because words... Also, I'm such, play you huge, know I'm a word yeah, play, person. You're a very literal person too. I'm a too, freaky word person. I am, I am the freakiest of word people. I like, I will, I will stop a conversation until I can figure out the word that I am trying to say that perfectly describes what's happening for me. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's happened to me more in the last couple of years. Like I've become neurotic about words. But the thing is. Words are powerful. But it's one of my love languages, <laughs> like talk. And that makes sense. Words, like thoughts that you have. I, I prefer to be really intentional with them. I think as, as we should be intentional, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be throwing around words, right? The, the words that you use to describe yourself, the thoughts that you have, can shape the way you think and the way you think shape your actions. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it's all a cyclical or a cycle a circle thing, you know. The self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, think it, be it, own it. And then, like, you think it into existence. Right? You know, I, I totally agree. It, I think I think when you're confident and, and it's obvious to the world around you, and not in an overconfident way. I'm not talking about Donald Trump confidence. Like, that's just some toxic taking credit for everybody else's work. Maybe when there is no credit or work to even be taken. But having an appropriate level of confidence and self-worth, that light that you emit is hard to ignore. And it can be contagious to other people yeah. because when you're confident with who you are and you are, you know, for example, ta- being confident in taking credit for the work that you do, being proud of yourself... That's a brave thing to do, and it it allows other people to feel safe to yeah. do the same. True. You know, sometimes when we talk about confidence and not being overconfident, sometimes I also think of being humbly confident. So it's okay to give yourself props. props yeah. <laughs> you know, because it also gives other people permission to give themselves props when they do something. I would agree. I... I think you should celebrate your wins. 
for a future episode, you should also celebrate your losses, but celebrate your wins just as much as you would celebrate your friends' wins or your coworkers or your neighbors. If, if, if there's a celebration to be had, like don't cheat yourself of that. Fucking do it. And I also want to say for, uh, like maybe this is more of a tip of how to have confidence or language we use language we use that can minimize confidence is when this is a I'm such a big one on this just please don't start your sentences with I just because it minimizes everything you say after that I read that in an article a few years back and it has permanently etched itself in my brain and I do it all of the time I type it out a lot in emails oh I just want blah, blah, blah. Just delete 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 and just delete the word just just delete the word just and just say I blah 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 whatever it is we as women need to stop making ourselves smaller and again reducing our we're trying to make ourselves smaller we're trying to take up less space but at the same time we're lean in and we're trying to go after it and chase big things in a lot of arenas but then we do these things that contradict it. So one thing that I will offer is please remove the word just from your sentences. Don't say, I just wanted to say, or I just think, or I just feel. Say, I feel, I think, I want to say. So I love that tip because one of my mantras in 2020, actually it started in 2019 and I just <laughs> kind of like overflowed into 2020. But one of my mantras was be brave, be bold, and be brilliant. And when you're talking about like stepping into the space where you own how you feel or what you think or what you want to say, it speaks to my definition of being brave, being bold, and being brilliant. Being brave enough to be honest with what you like want, recognize what you want, being bold enough to say what you want, and then being brilliant enough. And when I say brilliant, I really think like, think about stepping into your own light and stepping into your own brilliance and saying, I am going to shine with whatever I know I deserve or whatever I want. Yep. And so when you just shared that part with me, it reminded me of, you know, this whole concept of it takes bravery to know yourself, to accept yourself, to be confident in both your strengths and your weaknesses, and then being bold enough to actually articulate that to other people and asking for what you want or what you need or standing up for yourself and then shining in your own light because we all have a light and... Mm -hmm we should want to share that with others and we should be brave enough to, sh you know, shine that light and not be, not dim that light. Like you said, right. like, don't minimize ourselves. Don't minimize your light. Don't minimize that light that you have inside you. And my light, it's important to also understand as women that my light being bright is not to diminish the next bright light right next to me. I mean, you, oh, for sure. yes, yeah, yeah. but like, I am not trying to shine so bright that I drown out the exactly. other lights. When it's time, I want to turn my light towards you. Yes. I want to light you up too. Help each other Shit. shine. Absolutely. Uh, and it's going to take some failures and some, You sometimes you're going to stand up and you're going to try to own that light and you're going to try to be brave and you're going to try to be brilliant and be all the things. And maybe someone's going to check you a little bit. And that's okay too. It's like, oh. Maybe I was not quite ready for that, but that's okay. Now I know for next time what I need to do, and I'm going to try again. I like that mindset a lot, too. Don't give up. Yeah. Well, that's why, Deanna, like, not giving up, like, being confident enough to say, you know what? That didn't work out that time. 
let's try again. Yeah. Confidence is not about always being successful. Right. Confidence is about what happens in those moments when you're not successful and are you allowing that to diminish yourself, to diminish your self-worth, to have you, to cause you to have these negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? Speaking of negative thoughts, like Ooh. what if we do have some negative thoughts? How do you react to those negative thoughts? It's okay, I think. I have negative thoughts all the time. It's what you do after you recognize that you've had a negative thought. How do you turn that negative thought into something that is productive? I, uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have negative thoughts. I, <laughs> I have a lot of snarky, witty, dry humor, but I'm, I, te- I don't really aim it at people or let it... It's not meant to destroy or tear anybody down. Again, it's not my, my stuff isn't meant to diminish anybody else. It's, uh, but damn, I mean, I have negative thoughts, but I just, this is a good one for me. I need to figure out what I do with them because I, I, I need to figure out how I've gotten to the place where I am now because when I have negative thoughts, they're so fleeting like I don't put a lot of weight into them most of the time they're so superficial and it's such little shit that I just I immediately determine or decide identify that it doesn't matter and I've let it go like there are things that matter but a lot of times these negative thoughts pop into my head and I realize they're just stories it's just fiction that my wonderfully creative human brain <laughs> has thought of for me. And I'm like, thank you. Because I saw it in a movie or I saw it in a TV show or I, I read it in an article. You know, all these, every single experience we've had as a human leading up to this very moment has shaped all of the thoughts that we have. And sometimes negative thoughts pop into my head either about myself or about other people or about experiences and most of the time I most of the time I'm really good at identifying that it's just a story again that my we are humans and our brains are fantastically creative they're very creative if you there's also a lot of science behind this and I can't quote articles right now but there's a lot of science behind uh when we think stories so if we're thinking a negative like if we're thinking we're, we're thinking ahead to a situation right maybe we're planning out a pitch at work or planning out a job interview if you start or a romantic relationship if you're thinking out where this is gonna go like you've gone on a first date with somebody and you start future tripping on oh he's this so he'd be a great dad and oh my gosh and we could live here and he likes to do this and blah 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 blah. thinking these thoughts actually creates emotions in your brain so thinking negative thoughts it's not that you can't have negative thoughts. We're human, but you have to stop the story when it's a story. And because if you don't, it, it, it creates those emotions in your brain and your brain has a hard time. When you start imagining stories, your brain cannot decipher reality from fiction because you've envisioned this whole storyline and your brain will start to think that's real and it creates emotion and you tie emotions to it. So it's, it's a really dangerous place to live in those negative thoughts. I think uh, when, I, when you were talking about that, I was thinking a little bit about 
some of those emotions that are tied to those stories can really affect your confidence and and how you deal with that relationship because of those emotions that now you've kind of tied back um, to whatever relationship you have. Do you mean if you like hype a relationship way up in your mind and then it doesn't even come close to that mark, then you're like the air is let out of your balloon. And, mm-hmm. and then okay. it can affect your confidence. Sure. Um, because of fiction. Yep. And you don't even know it because it could be a whole spiral. Yeah. It's like... It's so fascinating. I love our brains. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing that I've thought about when it comes to confidence and um, negative thoughts, one practice or maybe one exercise mm-hmm. that I've been trying to do is, well, I, I, try to, I try to look for exercises, mental exercises that can help me honor my emotions. On our previous episode, I talked about, like, emotions are emotions. Right. You know, let yourself feel what you need to feel and, yeah. and honor them, however. may You know, and try not to associate positive or negative to those emotions. Uh, so when I've had a negative thought, what I like to do is tell myself, you know, it's okay to feel that negative thought because I care about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if I truly care about what's going on, how do I overcome that negative thought? Okay. So let's say, for example, I'm preparing for a conversation with my boss for a promotion yeah. or a pay raise. I could easily say, I could easily fill my brain with so many negative thoughts about maybe I, did, I haven't done a good enough job. How do I make sure that I step up because I'm asking for, a, you know, for more money? And, uh, you know, I might not deserve this more money. Or she might say no to me and I, you know, how am I going to handle that? Um, instead, I, I, I give myself some grace and I say, you know, I'm only this nervous and I'm only, you know, saying these negative things because I care so much about this ask or this question or my future. And so it's okay to feel these negative things, but check myself. Don't let this affect what, I, you know, what I'm about to do. And so then redirecting my thoughts to say, you know, let's put those negative thoughts aside how do I make myself feel more worthy? Mm-hmm. Remind myself. Make a list of three bullet points that every time I have this negative feeling that I don't deserve this pay raise that I'm asking for, what are three things that tell me that I do deserve this? So every time that negative thought comes into my mind, I tell myself, you only have this negative thought because you care. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the evidence that says you do deserve this pay raise. I like that. It's like, what do we know? What's fact and what's fiction? That's what actually is, something yeah. my therapist thought we would have taught me to do. <laughs> he, you know, uh, again, we mentioned this in the previous episode about guilt and shame. So he yeah. made me sit <clears throat> during my therapy session. He made me say, okay, well, give me the evidence that that says you should feel guilt or shame. and Or, or you know, or, and then we talked about, well, give me the evidence that shows that you should not be guilty or feel shame. I like how we're just reinforcing that I'm actually pressed up against the door of your <laughs> therapy sessions, just listening in with a glass up against my ear <laughs> so so that I can reiterate <laughs> everything your therapist says. You know, I, I really do appreciate... <laughs> I know I'm speeding, I mean, I'm, I'm speeding forward, fast-forwarding. You know, we talk a lot about grateful, you know, being gra- grateful. Mm-hmm. I am grateful that I have you in my life because 
it's one thing to talk to a therapist, but it's so great to kind of talk with other friends. And that, again, like like we've said already, this yeah. podcast is to create a community through shared experiences. And so it's wonderful to be able to have a safe space to kind of share your thoughts and emotions and just questions with somebody who's unbiased like a therapist, yeah. but then be able to come to a close friend and someone that I trust and kind of say, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think about that? I've practiced the art of you know, vulnerability, mm-hmm. and now I believe in my own self. Like, it, it reinforces my self-confidence in my own thoughts, and then sharing them with you helps me reinforce, hey, I'm okay feeling this. That adds to my self-confidence and my my feelings of being safe to be vulnerable. And you feel more normal. Yeah. When you feel, when you, when you know, when you hear feedback that everyone else or lots of other people have the same experience. So same thing with confidence. If you're lacking in confidence in an area, talk to a friend. Be like, I really want to do this and I haven't done it yet. And here, what are you afraid of? Here's what I'm afraid of. Because the lack of confidence and if if you're procrastinating, there's a fear. Procrastination is always telling you something. There's either a fear or you just don't want to do it. You know, I love that you bring that up because in one of our previous episodes, we had talked about surrounding yourself with people who are where you want to be. And sometimes where you want to be, you you know, you're, it's a place that you've never been to, right? That's why you're aspiring or trying to work towards that, um, that place. And your confidence in getting there might be uh, lacking at points of your journey towards that. And so when you surround yourself with people who have, you know, are where you want to be and you share your fears, they can give you resources. They can give you support, whether it's, you know, uh, places to go, things to read, uh, but it, it they can give you resources so that you can be prepared. I think that was that's one little tip about building your confidence. If you are unsure about yourself in a specific area, immersing yourself with people and resources where you can build and be prepared. The more you know about something, the more you can feel confident. It's a, this makes me think of two things. One. I never want to be the smartest person in any mm-hmm. room. And if you are the smartest person in the room, go into another room. Yeah, get That's out of there quick. That's a Jay thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. Get out of there quick because, whoa. Um, second is, a ha- it's actually, it's a saying, but it's also a hashtag I follow on Instagram, which doesn't get a lot of hits, but I like to follow it. It says, the saying is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Oh, that's a really long hashtag, but... <laughs> Indeed. That's probably why it but, doesn't get a lot of hits. But I love that because it's very, it's similar to like but uh, this whole thing of you are an average of the five people you spend, you know, the exactly. most time with. Exactly. And so like, it, you know, show me your friends and that's the future. So you... What's the saying? Steel sharpens steel? You know, I've iron never heard sharpens of that. Iron sharpens iron? I haven't heard of that. Iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. I don't know, craw... Edit out whichever one's wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to edit out any of them. <laughs> kind of like my whole... Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, my God. I died. So, but tell Anyways. me more about this whole steel... Sh- I- I've never heard of this. I mean, so if you think of uh, like a kitchen knife, mm-hmm. when you sharpen it, you sharpen it against another piece of steel. Like steel. another piece of the same, so same, yeah. same sharpened same. But it has to be 
I think the steel is also very symbolic. It's hard as hell. Like, so something tough sharpens something tough. So okay. imagine your your competitor. Say, I, I'm recently obsessed with the Queen's Gambit. So you're a chess player and you're high caliber. You play somebody who like me who doesn't who barely knows how to move mm. the pieces you're not going to improve your game you need to play somebody on your level or better someone who's going to challenge you, you otherwise need, put yes. you in an uncomfortable situation and we've talked about this in previous episodes like the best way one of the best ways to grow is to be in uncomfortable situations because yes. only when you are Challenge. tested and you have something to, at risk or something to lose mm-hmm. Will you grow and, and, and move to the next level or rise to the occasion? That's how you advance. That's mm-hmm. how you get better. That's how you get sharper. That's how you get stronger. Mm-hmm. You don't get bigger muscles because you lift five pound weights every day. You do five and you do 10 and you do 15, you do 20. Like that's how you grow. That's how you change. That's how you advance your initiative, whatever it might be. You get closer to your goals. Exactly. And it's little steps too. Yes. So... Uh, when it when when I say that, I also want to relate that back to confidence. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Look for you know if you're someone who wants to build your confidence, don't think that this is something you have to do overnight. Like look for small things to uh, build your confidence. Um, I I always like to say like set small not small goals but you know sh- goals that are achievable in a short amount of time so that every time you check off a thing. It's like checking off a to-do list. Like every time I check off a to-do list, I feel so much better and more confident in myself because I'm like, I am like, look at what I did today. I'm so productive, you know? And so I'm the king of the world. So when I say like little things, I don't want to minimize the value of it. I just want to say like little as in small, short, or doesn't um, matter what it is. things, whatever it is, like every little thing that you do adds to you, everything that you accomplish adds to your confidence and over time 10 little things build up to be this like huge confidence boost i love that you said this because this leads directly into the tips Mm, for how to build confidence and the first thing i had on my list was get shit done start somewhere just get it done accomplishments I literally wrote crossing tasks off your list. I am a list writer. I love lists. I have lists everywhere. I I don't throw them away I'm until I'm done way. with them. Sometimes I get halfway done with a couple lists and then I will just consolidate Merge them into one list. Yes, I do that too. So Sometimes I, I'll staple them all together because... <laughs> stapler. Have you seen my stapler? Uh, I have lists in my phone. I like to grocery shop using a mm-hmm. list. I am a list person. My calendars have lists. I just, I like to see it. I like to know that I've done it. I don't like to rely on my brain and put too much of that weight on there. But crossing things off your list, seeing that physical sense of accomplishment is confidence building. So I love that you said that. And then the second thing I wrote, you actually kind of just mentioned too, track your goals. So not only list writing and task doing, but like maybe you have some goals identify the things you want to get done a little bit bigger picture maybe medium and big potato picture because we like talking about potato sizes so 
maybe not just your small potatoes, but your mediums and your big potatoes. And all your potatoes. All your potatoes. So track your goals. Keep a list of those things you want to do and check in on them every now and then. And, you know, hold yourself accountable and say, what have I done here? And don't be too hard on yourself if you fell off one or two, because if you're anything like Miley and I, we tend to put a lot of shit on our to-do list and we have pretty big goals. And, you know, sometimes we make small advances and then sometimes we leap way ahead. So, but the important part is to track your goals and to hold yourself accountable to them. I love that so much. And the thing is, at the end of the day, the goal for doing all this is to just appreciate yourself to allow yourself room to grow and as you grow you build confidence yeah look what I've done Mm -hmm. and I love that like I I am a person who growing up you're taught not to take credit for a lot of things and so just in my recent adult life I'm practicing giving myself credit and not feeling guilty for accepting the credit for a good job well, you know, done. And so be proud of yourself when you've accomplished something. I think that's why, you know, whether it's small potatoes, you know, yeah, medium potatoes, big potatoes, (laughs) give yourself kudos. Yeah, I agree. And every time you give yourself kudos, it's not just acknowledging yourself, but I think, I truly believe subconsciously, when you are able to be proud of yourself, in the long run, it helps boost Oh yeah. Every like your energy, your uh, your health, mental health, physical yeah. health. Absolutely. Fitness is another one I had written down for confidence building. I think even if you're not, you know, Miley and doing CrossFit, she used to do CrossFit. What did you do CrossFit like 5 days a week? It was 3. Really? Yeah. Felt like every day. Oh, I was stretching every day, oh. but I did my official CrossFit. Well, I just Loved, I did CrossFit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because oh, okay. uh, I couldn't make it to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday courses. Okay, so that's fair. But fitness. I think yeah. fitness is very confidence building. And I think you're a good example. I mean, I, I have lots of my own confidence building things in fitness too. But you, when you started CrossFit, there were a few things you couldn't do. Oh, And yeah. throughout repeated attempts at doing them and failing and then being cheered on by your peers, you did. Yeah, I remember this one day. I ran two miles and I am not a runner. Oh, I hate but running. <laughs> I'm unless, not a runner. Unless you're chasing me with a knife, <laughs> sweetie. I'm, I'm, I ain't running for shit. And the only reason why I ran is because my coach made me. <laughs> but that's I'd be like, I mean. are you sure I can't trot this out? <laughs> but the thing is, like, having a good support system also helps your confidence, right? And when you are sharing about the whole fitness thing, I think it relates to when I I started doing the mental thing because I was at a point in my life where I was I had and I still have you know I'm so I think we're all a work in progress yep in that at that moment in time I needed I recognized that my self-confidence my image my self-image was a uh, not the image I wanted for myself I knew that I could be better at that and I needed something to help me and you know um in that moment, for some odd reason, I came across this mindset that if I strengthen my body, my heart and my mind will follow. 
And that's why I chose CrossFit as my avenue to strengthen my body because as I strengthened my body, I did little things where, you know, the, the first time I did a deadlift, it was with just the bar by itself, like no weights. And the bar is like 15 pounds. No, I, no I've no, i lifted bars that were 35 on their own. Right, but I was such a newbie. I was oh. using the 15-pound bar. <laughs> was this like a child's bar? It was, <laughs> it was the 15-pound okay. bar. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I added 10 pounds. And then at one point, I was doing deadlifts at like 75, 85 pounds. Rock on, and sister. So little things like that. Every time I did something... I felt better about myself. I was like, wow. But it takes little steps. Like, I didn't go straight to 85 pounds. I started at 15 pounds. And going back, thinking back and going back to say, hey, I I did that. I mean, I did that. It it took a long time. It's so metaphorical. Yeah, but it's not about time either. So talking, when when we talk about confidence, I also want to mention, like, yes, it's nice to have a timeline and part of your goals you do want to make it achievable right but if you don't wait 50 years to build your confidence but be kind to yourself if you set your goal to do something in three months and it takes you four months I'm a big fan of finishing things no matter how long it takes as opposed to you know you don't hit your target of three months and so you give up like I'm a big believer in like you keep moving forward yep you overcome your challenge you get up every time you fall and 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 so if you need to adjust your timeline, adjust it to six months if you need to. But don't give up. Believe in, you know, like every time you give up, you are giving yourself permission to... Don't get lost in perfection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a saying for this because I love to <laughs> I love to speak and think in catchphrases, so to speak, or sayings. Um, done is better than none. Mm, I like that a lot. And even when we were starting this podcast, I know you were kind of like, you were, you were, we'd been planning this for a long time, but you had a really hard time pulling the trigger and putting one down on, you know, in the can, so to speak. And I was like, done is better than none. We need to lay this down so that we can figure it out and get going. And I think, and in the end you came back to me and you were like, ugh. Thank you for pushing me to do that. Yeah. I needed it. No, I needed it. And I think the phrase that, you know, the phrase that actually really caused me to hunker down was like, you you said, you just got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah. I do that too. Yeah. You just, just start. Yeah. Right? Just start. Just start. Just start, start anywhere. Um, and, and that really impacted me because sometimes you, you don't have to have a plan. Just start and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, and, and I really appreciated and needed that. And I actually really apply that now. To, I say that to myself a lot, especially in moments where I'm, I'm unsure. Yep. Like, again, that whole, am I confident enough to do this? Am I worthy enough? Am, do I have the skills to do this? You start thinking about everything that yep. could go wrong. Yep. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck all that. Yep. Let's just get started. <laughs> I mean, picking up and moving across the country. I was like, Ugh. yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to do that. Like, I, I started, this is another thing with um, knowing yourself, knowing knowing what you want, tracking your goals. And I started, and speaking them into existence. So I started telling people in Michigan that I was moving across the country. And a few people thought I was kidding, like the guy I was dating. When I started dating him, I was like, well, I'm moving to Phoenix next year. Or like I'm moving, like I think I had settled on Phoenix and I said, you know, I'm, I'm moving across the country next year. So I'm really not looking to get 
tied down or in anything serious. And, you know, we had fun and we were just having a good time. And he's like, okay, well, I understand. Thanks for letting me know. And we continued to have a good time. And he was like, and after I left or as I was leaving, he said to me, I didn't think you'd actually go. And that's not a reflection of me. That was his desire. Either he didn't want me to actually go or he could never see himself going. And that's why he saw that. That's why he thought that way because he could never see himself doing that. But done is better than none. Just start. Just fucking go. If I could tell you all the things that I just, when I started the other business, like I signed up for a monster food event that I had no clue. I ended up selling out in two hours of a six hour event because I was so insanely underprepared and had no, I, I mean, overwhelming response. And I'm incredibly humbled just like the feeling of that day was more than I could ever have imagined but I I just sometimes I'm like yeah sure sign me up let's go what could go wrong and then I go oh my god what have I done (laughs) but I've already done it and you know just start start somewhere so I want to say two things about what you just said and I hope I don't forget what I'm about to say um, so I'll start with the most recent one because I'm already forgetting what the first thing that I wanted to say was. But one thing that I love about you saying like, just sign me up. Like sometimes it takes committing to something like a deadline to push you oh, to yeah. do something, right? I love like, deadlines. um, ex- so for me, that's kind of like an external motivator yeah. because it's like, crap, I just signed myself up for something, but uh, you know, on January 1st, I should probably get my butt in gear and do it. Whereas if you, you know, sometimes you, if you don't have like a hard deadline for something, you don't get your butt into gear. I will procrastinate and, right. the shit out of and, it. And that's why like, you know, we've mentioned in a couple of episodes ago that like I signed up for CrossFit because I needed a coach to answer to, to yes. say like, Miley, wake up at 5.30, you need to be in my gym at 5.30, ready to go. And if it wasn't for my coach telling me to be there at 5.30, I'd probably still be sleeping. And so sometimes <laughs> it, it need, you know, you need to just take a chance, yeah. dive right in and sign up for something, commit yourself to something, have an accountability buddy that you answer to because it just takes like a spark, yep. something to spark your energy, spark your um, your butt up into gear. The second thing, what did you talk about before? Moving across the country and having a boyfriend. Oh, right. So you had said like it, building your confidence or making something reality can start as speaking something it. simple as speaking out and speaking it into reality right like i've um, decided i want something and i've this is scientifically proven but and i didn't realize i had been doing it before i knew this was a thing but telling people of your intentions which is why i started telling people i was starting a podcast telling people about your intentions sort of puts you sort of makes you own it yeah it helps you hold yourself more accountable because yeah. you're like crap, I just told somebody I started a podcast. I should probably deliver on what I just said. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, when you said that, it made me think, like, putting yourself out there to be vulnerable and then it, in return, it helps you be more confident about starting something. Like, I actually started telling people that I want to summit Mount Rainier. Oh. And I actually... Do, don't I didn't know anything about Mount Rainier. (laughs) I I just... She's like, I have no idea. Where is this again? I... 
I so I saw you know I I get inspired on Instagram a lot and I saw this somebody post a picture of Mount, Mount Rainier and I was like oh my gosh that's such a beautiful place I want to do it I started telling people like just Mount from Rainier. one from one picture I did not know what I was signing myself up for because I mentioned it to some I started telling people and I was mentioned it to somebody who had done it and he's like oh so you would like to mountaineer and I was like I don't know what's mountaineering <laughs> and apparently She's like, I can't wait to hike Everest. <laughs> So Actually, like, oh. I'm going to just, this is the first place that I am going to announce that Mount Kilimanjaro is now on my list. Really? Yes. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Kili is on my sure. my list now. Um, I don't know about Everest, but um, Fiji. What's the difference? They seem the fucking same. Yeah, but you, you know, and that's the other thing too. Like, it makes me if a little scared. If I can't be done in an hour, I don't. Oh, whatever. yeah. No, Killy is seven like, days. up, yeah. Yeah, Killy is Sleeping seven days. Sleeping on the side of the mountain, hanging some little hammocky bullshit off the side of a mountain and like dangling overnight is just not my job. I know, but you know, for me, hey, if I strengthen my body, my mind and my heart follows. And I love that journey for you, sis. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> remember, we already agreed, I will GoPro everything and then yes. you can experience it with me. I get to be there with you. <laughs> I am so excited. Maybe we will live stream some of it. Maybe, Ooh. yeah. So I'm excited uh, for you. Talking about your intentions can help you brainstorm with other people yeah. and plan better like I said like you can build confidence by planning by planning you need to surround yourself with resources people books websites these are lessons I had to learn when I signed up for the food event I was I was brand new in my business and I was not surrounded by people in the business I had no one to ask questions of I made a bunch of friends there and moving forward real fast because then I got exposed to other events and people started inviting me places and then I made friends and I could ask. Then I started to learn. the. I'm still learning, but I started to learn the questions to ask and how to become involved and if I should become involved with things, et cetera, et cetera. So these are lessons I had to learn. So it's great that at least you already have these hiking like aficionados or... Well, yes and no because... I'm now just telling people. I'm like, I mean, oh, I you, want to do Mount Rainier. You people told me Rainier. Like, I'm, I'm like, no what's I'm, that. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, I'll tell you, and you don't really know anything. But then I'll tell somebody else, and they're like, oh, did you did you know you have to do mountaineering? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Tell me more. You post things on your Instagram. You're like, I need to enter the lottery. Does anyone want to enter the lottery <laughs> to hike this with me? I'm like, I'll do it. What's the What's it like? And you're like, it's right, a see? couple. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, speak cool. it out to the universe. <laughs> Throw it out to the universe. I'm such a big fan of that these days. I'm like, as long as I don't need to like. You know, I don't know. As long as it's nothing dangerous, I don't have to put a 40-pound backpack on myself. I'm but, good. you know, when I posted that about the whole, like, does anybody want to enter the lottery? Somebody came back and told me, did you know that when you enter, it costs, like, 40 bucks for each lottery? <gasps> you know? That's why I'm like, oh, it's not a free lottery? Apparently not. Oh, I thought it was, like, a $5 lottery. No, $5, $40, I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know, okay, no, it's the whole thing about speaking into the universe or speaking things out loud. It allows you and opens up the space for you to get more information, learn more about it, and get closer to every piece of information you gain gets you closer to your goal. Agree. Or it might help you change your goals. Like, yeah. I will not be doing Mount Rainier this year. Adjust. It will probably be at least another year and a half because I need to train. Uh, although the person I was talking to who did Mount Rainier, he said that if I was able to do Humphreys, then I might not need to train as much. But you struggled a little on Humphreys. Oh, I did because I did not have the right gear 
And you didn't love the wind. The wind. You didn't love the yeah, temperatures. And you got a little winded and little oxygen Altitude. Yeah, right. Yeah, altitude. And that's why, you know, if you, you, I need to look more into altitude, sickness. Um, I know how to recognize the signs. But again, the more you do something, the more confident you become. And so, like I said, I need to train for a Rainier and maybe I need to start. I, that's why I'm trying to do more. Rainier, I believe, is about 18 or 19 miles. So I, I've done, you know, I just did, Humphrey. quote, unquote, 11 miles oh, this weekend. Okay. Humphreys was 12 miles. Okay. Um, and so uh, Whitney is 15 miles. And so... Um, I'm going to work on that. Well, I love this journey for you. Thank you. Again, I'm really into, and, and the thing is, like, I'm really into this whole strengthen your body, your mind, and heart will follow, and I've seen the good effects of it. Because with every step I take towards making my, my body feel better, it's not right. about looking better So this for is me. like fitness. Yeah. This is like yep. and you're I was more gonna, confident. Yeah. Not just about feeling better, but when I feel better, I look better, I guess. Like, I feel better about yeah. myself, so I put on the mascara, and yeah. I wear my clothes more confidently, and I look up when I am walking around. And so um, when it comes to fitness, I wanted us to segue into, like, grooming yourself. Like, taking care of your physical mm-hmm. appearance yeah. can also be something that can help build your confidence. Yeah. Because when you feel good you and you feel like you look good, you carry yourself differently. And the fitness, I just wanted to drop in, the fitness also releases like dopamine type mm-hmm. of things in endorphins. the brain. Endorphins. Thank you, not dopamine. Um, the neuro stuff that happens when you exercise is undeniably good for you. It is. Whether for you sure. like it in the moment you're doing it. Oh, yeah. There's many moments where I just hate it. <laughs> I don't like doing yoga at all. But anytime I'm done with a flow, I'm like, oh, that was so nice. <laughs> and and the feeling like the... It's you like know, Jekyll the, and Hyde. <laughs> like, holy fuck, what am I doing here? Yeah. God, I hate this. And then I get done with it and I'm all in Shavasana and I'm like, that was just the best, you guys. <laughs> I go, I swear, it's a 180. The, the effects afterwards, like... The soreness I feel yeah. actually makes me feel good. I like Because it makes me feel accomplished. I think it goes back to like checking that thing off. You feel yep. accomplished when you can cross something off your list. Yep. I feel accomplished when my body is sore I from I might have to throw mascara workout. on tomorrow just to follow up your whole look cute thing. Yeah, I have found, I think, I didn't post this, but I wanted to <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, it was, you know, because of the pandemic, I stopped. And, and you know, we have to wear N95s. And yeah. we, you know, in our clinic, we... We, we send our N95s to get washed. To be decontaminated. Decontaminated. Yeah. And you can't decontaminate them if there's yeah. makeup on them. Dirty. So I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped doing my hair because I end up having to wear uh, goggles, a face shield, a, a surgical cap, and a hair bonnet, a lunch lady cap. So there's no point in me doing my hair or my makeup on a daily basis anymore because I just cover it up and I can't do it because it affects the N95. So... For, you know, I, I've stopped kind of taking, like, putting on makeup and, you know, doing my hair. And the other day I was like, fuck this. I am wearing <laughs> mascara. And I can't express how weird, like, it's a weird thing. Like, I felt 
really nice wearing mascara and because I felt really nice wearing mascara I smiled and talked to more people that day even if I was wearing a mask and they couldn't see me smile I, I felt like I smiled more and that I just felt better about myself for some odd reason because I had mascara on I don't know I oh I hardly ever wear mascara I don't know why no real reason it doesn't bother me I just don't and I, I I have long dark eyelashes on my own low-key flex but, <laughs> like, I don't know nature just gave them to me so but I also feel like because I don't wear mascara my eyelashes are longer thicker and darker on their mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. I think not fucking with them all the time yeah. also contributes that but my they're they just run in my family so I barely wear mascara but on the days I do people will say something it's funny. So mascara and curling your eyelashes. Oh, dude, some... my eyelash curler. I love that yeah, thing. So... I haven't done that in like 10 yeah. years and really? I bought an eyelash oh, curler. Oh, please do because <gasps> there's some studies out there that show no. that when you wear mascara and when you curl your eyelashes. I started curling them even without mascara. You can do that too. Um, it so increases this... <laughs> the light that comes into your eyes Stop. and that can indirectly increase like positive happy thoughts in your brain and so I read this article and there's some studies that show that and um whether it's a self-fulfilling prophecy or not every time I wear mascara and curl my eyelashes I am happier (laughs) it could be girl I mean these things are like Mm -hmm. I mean you can see them they're like boas just hanging out above my (laughs) and here's the thing too and I don't want it to come off as superficial but no when people fuck you if you think it's superficial when people notice that, hey, you're wearing mascara today. I'm like, thank you for noticing. Okay, so for me, I have dark under eye circles. I have since I was a kid. I have had allergies my entire life, like environmental allergies. And when they're really misbehaving, my under eye circles tend to get more pronounced. And I, I, as an adult, I try not to rub my eyes. As a child, I had no idea that rubbing my eyes was probably breaking little blood vessels and making those circles appear worse so anyways fast forward when my allergies are really flaring up maybe the last thing I want to do is wear mascara because my eyes might be more watery Mm. but wearing a mask creates a little bit of a shadow that really intensifies the shadow on those dark under eye circle mm. areas because of where it drapes across like the bridge of your nose. Mm-hmm. So people will say like, oh my, in the beginning of pandemic, people at work would say, oh my gosh, it almost looks like you have a black eye. Is, is everything okay with your eye? And I'm like, damn, I must not have put enough makeup on that fucker today. Because, you know, it, I was like, no, it's just the shadow of the mask creating a little bit more darkness, making those dark circles look more pronounced. So wearing mascara... It does open up the eye. It brightens up, opens up the eye, and I think it balances out when my dark circles mm-hmm. look okay. aggressive. <laughs> aggressive, I like yeah. that word. <laughs> Your aggressive eye circles. <laughs> yes, exactly. My my last tip for confidence building is being true to you, and when I say that. I, I want to define it a little bit by saying, do your actions and your words align with your values? Because I think it's, if you are behaving 
we ooh, hot but hot word for us disingenuous so <laughs> yeah definitely being triggered right now <laughs> thank you for, but you know what hey i um i embrace being triggered maybe okay. i'll talk about that next but go okay. ahead um if you're behaving in a way that's not natural or not true to yourself disingenuous for lack of a better word because you've been putting that word in my head so much lately (laughs) for lack of a better word if you're behaving in a way or acting in a way or saying things that don't resonate with your values your morals then it's going to be hard to be confident and if you don't know if you haven't sat with yourself and say what so I mentioned legacy a little bit earlier if you haven't sat with yourself to decide wh- what do I want to leave behind? What is the impact? Do I want to make an impact? I mean, I personally do. I think you do too. Mm-hmm. We're cut from that cloth. And what is that legacy I want to leave? What is the impact that I want when when I'm gone and people are finding out that I'm gone and people, maybe there's like some sort of celebration of life type of gathering or, you know, people just in their, you know, the days moving on after me. What do I want people to think about when my name comes up or some my business comes up or something comes up related to me? And I think if you haven't identified those values that you want to live by and what you want to leave behind, that's a great place to start. And making sure your actions and your words every day back that up. I think that's so profound. Thank you. Because I can't take all of the credit. I mean, it's just I've been listening to a lot of, you know, I've been listening to a lot of pods this week, but it really got me thinking about that specifically. I think that's a great place to start if you're not really sure what to do next or, you know, how to build your confidence. Start thinking about what you want, you know, what you want your legacy to be or the kind of person that you want to be or the kind of confidence that you want to have for yourself. Um, One of the tips that I was thinking about, or I I heard somewhere about, you know, Photoshopping your self-image. So, okay, have you heard of that? No. I I just get triggered by Photoshopping. Oh, really? (laughs) Okay. Because it's just the filters and the... Okay. The Photoshopping and the image. So, Photoshopping as a verb. Photoshopping your self-image. Yeah. Tell me what this means. Well, you know, from the articles and the blogs that I've read, it's about um, having a goal of what you want your self-image to be. And so, like, being creative, painting the kind of level of confidence you want, painting the kind of um, belief in yourself that you want. It's kind of like goal setting, but goal setting for your self-image. So that if you can see the kind of person or where you want to be, if you can see it in your head, you can start to work towards it. Yeah. And so sometimes, like, it, you know, it, it helps with creating the self-worth that you want to have for yourself. Yeah, so maybe you're not there yet, mm-hmm. but you have a vision in mind of what you want your confidence and self-worth to look and it's, like. it's like a mental exercise. So, like, like you know, Photoshopping is an exercise to yeah. be, you know, to imagine... What kind of person, what kind of confidence, what, where do you want to be? Like, what, where, where are you growing towards? I like it. This was a good episode. 
I hope I, I think people are gonna get something out of this. I hope so. I mean, I myself, I got a I, lot out of it. Yeah, I got a lot out of it too, and I'm still working on my own areas that need some self improvement and confidence improvement. Um, the other thing is, I think sometimes we fall into this trap of like that person is so confident. And we assume they're confident in every aspect of their life. Right. And I think at the end of the day, we have to remember, like, we're all human. And, you know, like you said, give yourself some grace. And it's okay not to be perfect. You, yeah. you know, you the don't The person want to, walking you know. through, walking by you, sitting next to you, could be terribly confident in the place where you're experiencing mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And then go home and have none of that. Yeah. So... Yeah, whatever it is that you see in them, don't measure yourself against anybody else's mm-hmm. perceived mm-hmm. For confidence. Sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to embrace my for sureness. I like it. <laughs> you know, I think also, you know, when we talk about triggers and fears, it can affect your confidence. And yeah. I earlier I said, like, I'm going to embrace this disingenuous word because it it is a trigger. And sometimes, like, for a while, I was like, well, it's a trigger. Let's not talk about it. It's a trigger. Don't say the word. But I think... But that gives it the power. Exactly. And so now I'm like, no, I'm embracing it. And I've been using that word a lot more because I only I can determine if I'm disingenuous or not. Like that's... It's taken me, what, eight weeks to figure this out and arrive at this conclusion. But no one can decide if I'm a disingenuous person or not. Like right. only I know my intentions. Right. And if it comes across like what I like if if my words, my actions come across as disingenuous to somebody, they are choosing to accept it or see it that, way, it that way. Experience it that way. If they truly knew me, they would either understand what my intentions are or they would give me a chance to explain what my intentions are if they truly cared enough. I like that. Um, And so, like, I am going to give myself the grace that, you know what, that's feedback that someone thinks that I am disingenuous, but that is not who I am. And I know that I'm going to learn from that experience. And you've taken back the power of that word and decided that only you get to decide how you feel in response. So letting someone else's actions determine your emotions is, I don't mean this in a shitty way or to dig on anybody, but we've all fallen into it. But letting someone else's actions determine your emotions is a really weak place to Mm -hmm. be. And that's where I have been. That's why I started therapy because I let this one person use this one word and it completely crushed my self-worth, my self-confidence. Yeah. And I recognized that it was I, I didn't like the place I was at. I didn't like my mental health at that spot. I'm still a little going through all that. So but yeah. I think I guess my message to our listeners is if you are starting to fear, like recognize a fear or recognize a trigger or recognize an uncomfortable situation embrace your fears like over the the best way to overcome your fear is by embracing that fear taking back that power yep but the only way you can take back that power is by embracing it and saying you know what like let's live in it let me feel it what does it mean and let me redefine it the way that i want to redefine it you got thick thighs embrace those thighs mm-hmm. you got a big ass tiny boobs whatever confidence mm-hmm. it's yours
Mm-hmm. Be glad you have it at all. Oh, for sure. I love when she says for sure. I love, well, you know, especially for us, like we work with a population who have, you know, intellectual, developmental, physical disability. And I, uh, I feel so inspired when I work with people with those types of disabilities because they have this, and I say like strength, but this confidence in themselves. Like they don't care. Nope what other people think they take pride in being the person they are if they love guns and roses they (laughs) ask me to play guns and roses or you know if they love to dance around after i do a filling they will they'll just get out of the chair i've had patients that tell me to stop singing and they don't they don't care that they've hurt my feelings (laughs) and you know and i'm like they're just like nope stop singing i don't want to hear you sing this is a population that is not focused on what they don't Mm -hmm. have they're oh. focused on what they do have. Exactly. And that should be a lesson and, to yeah. us all. And they speak their mind, and I love that. Yeah. And so, yeah. We're going to play a small game, right? Oh, We're going to yeah. ask each other a question. Oh, yeah, we had a question. Um, so, for many of you, don't know if you're familiar with the New York Times article that was released. Um, it released uh, 36 questions to get to know somebody or to fall in love. It was like to foster a deeper connection. Yeah, foster, it was basically yeah. to fall in love. Like these are questions yeah. to that aren't small talk. How's your day? How's the weather? Tell me about your siblings. Where'd you grow up? Blah, blah, barf. These, <laughs> <laughs> that should be hashtag blah, blah, barf. So these are questions. This article came out years ago. It's been on my radar for a long time. How many, like five, six years ago almost? Oh. Uh, yeah, at least five, six years ago. So it's been on my radar mm-hmm. for a really long time. I've been a fan of it for a really long time. And we decided we're going to ask each other one of these questions to make you fall in love with us. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please fall in love with us. I ad lib that. So anyways. I'll ask your question. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask you if you could have anybody as a dinner guest, dead or alive, who would it be? Dinner guest, dead or alive. So, it, I automatically think dead, but maybe I should think of alive too. So, do, 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 um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Trebek would be fascinating, mm-hmm. but I would, ooh, this is a really tough one because I have a fascination with some celebrity stuff, but family would I don't so, so whenever I, I ask this question I actually I've asked this question as other people oh and I, for, I forgot I didn't do it this time but I usually will say family doesn't count like oh, you okay. can't okay good. you can't so, take family the reason I was going to say a family member piques my curiosity is because my grandfather died when my mom was small so my mom never even knew him so there's not really any no one living now really has any memories of him. That institutional knowledge. But I honestly don't know enough to even ask great questions at dinner. But that would be my only... So that was my thing. But... um, So non-family member. I'm leaning towards Glenn Fry, one of the founding members of the Eagles band. I was just going to say, I was like, are you going to pick the Eagles because you're (laughs) such a big Eagles fan? I I love it. I'm such an Eagles nerd. So, yeah, it might be him because he passed away, I think, January will be four years. So what kind of questions would you ask him? I'm fascinated at how they came together. Mm. And then 
I mean, the time that they came up in Southern California was all of this different fun rock genres. He lived with Jackson Brown and learned to write music with him and I think it's Jack Tempin and or and J.D. Souther. Like, just all these really cool 70s rock, country rock type of sound guys. Um, how he and Don Henley formed, like, kind of got together, started doing backup for Linda Ronstadt. Like, they played her band. <laughs> and then there's, I just, I would love to know some of the stories, like the, the stories from them, the party shit. And then the perseverance and the, the sort of some drama that band went through with getting like its original members and then members leaving and new members coming in and how they persevered to the time where I'm a teenager and discovering them after they've reunited. And I'd heard their songs before because my bio dad all listened to a lot of classic rock so i knew the i mean everybody knows these songs take it easy hotel california tequila sunrise life in the fast lane like people know this music and um it's just sort of there like you just know it as a kid because your parents one of your parents maybe both listen to it so then me fast forward to being a teenager and they've reunited and they're back together. And then there's still some drama where members leave and new members come in. And I, I'm just, they, I love their concerts. It's some of my most favorite concert memories are at their shows. Some really developmental years for me, so to speak. And I'm just really fascinated by the perseverance and the artistry that he was really known as the, they called him the lone arranger. So he really has an ear for putting together all of the pieces of the songs. And I just, I'm fascinated by people that can put together music lyrics Lyrics, I think, are almost easier to write than, but putting all the music behind mm-hmm, it and making mm-hmm. it all work and all of the pieces and having an idea of how you want it to sound in the end and the collaboration process, like, I think that would be so fascinating. And then also the entrepreneurial spirit behind it all and the perseverance and the hustler side of it all, where they, you know, they broke out and did solo careers and then they came back together and they fostered some of these most amazing deals artists ever had directly with music suppliers and cut out middlemen. And I just, I'm really fascinated by a lot of the business and the creative side. That was a long story. (laughs) I loved it because I can see like the passion and the inspiration that you feel (laughs) when you were telling me all of that. That's that was a great answer. I love it. I love it. Um, I you know like I know enough to be a little bit dangerous at dinner to ask him questions, <laughs> but then I'm also like a little bit fascinated and nerd out on it, and a little bit fangirl. <laughs> I love it. Now that we've nerded out on my answer with Glenn Fry and super long uh, fangirliness over the Eagles and all things related to them, and your question is tell me about your most embarrassing moment. Uh, so when you first asked me about my embarrassing moment, I have a go-to embarrassing story just Which, because... Do I know this story? I don't think I know I don't think know you it. know this story. Okay. I don't think I've ever told you. Uh, but the thing is, like, I, I get embarrassed easily, but I always... <laughs> 
it's a great way. Like, it's, I, I take it as an opportunity to be vulnerable with people because they'll be like, yep, that's me. You strike me as the type that recovers really quickly. I do because I admit to it completely. So, like, you know, there's – and I still have – I have many embarrassing moments. Like, I have <laughs> a lot of gas, so, like, I fart, <laughs> you know? And so, like, there's many – and I How have – I never witnessed this? Really? I <laughs> fart a lot, actually. She's like, I farted seven times <laughs> while we were recording. <laughs> Actually nine, but who's <laughs> counting? She's like, oh my god, I've been passing gas the whole night. You know, they're like, I fart, and you know, growing up, I because of my spina bifida, um, growing up, I have a lot of like genital urinary issues, and so I, you know, wet my pants when I was in grade school many times, mm. and so like I've had a lot of embarrassing moments, but as I've grown up, I kind of just again, I'm like, well. I just, I, I just own it, and I'm like, yeah, I just farted, you know, like, and like, and, and I've done that like on dates. Oh my goodness gracious! You I've, did not. I've done it on dates. Wait, and, and this is not your most embarrassing story. No, I, I don't use it as my go-to because there's really nothing. I'm just like, yeah, I was in front of this guy that I really liked, and I farted, and then I told him I farted, <laughs> and then he laughs, and then we go on. I'm not gonna lie, one of two of my good friends that are together and married now on. I'm almost positive it was their first date. He is he is a known farter. <laughs> like and like used to be a protein drink. Okay. Protein yeah. shake drinker and high protein diet which is tough on the system and will induce this sort sort of, you know, issue. Um, on his first date with his now wife. I'm almost positive it was their first date. They're walking along, holding hands after dinner, drinks, or whatever they'd done, and he just lets one go. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. like, you, you don't have a lot of control over your farting. Sometimes it just comes out. Most of the time, you're... Most of the time, my farts just... I can't control my farts. They just come out. Okay, I, I'm not going to say that's entirely wrong, but there's a difference between letting one go and forcing one out. Okay, yes, I will say that. I don't force. <laughs> I don't try to force. Like, I try to keep it in all the time. It just comes out. Side note, guys, girls, if a girl is bitchy for no reason, we're holding in a fucking fart. <laughs> or if a girl, so, or if a girl says, I'll be right back. <laughs> Don't give away our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> like for no reason. Like there's no like. <laughs> uh, I I just <laughs> something in the other room. <laughs> I forgot something in my car. Be right back. <laughs> bathroom fan though anytime I go into your bathroom just in case there's extra activity <laughs> as a buffer <laughs> but, yeah no I, I you know and I've come to learn I'm like you know what if this guy's gonna be with me he might as well know from the very beginning because it's happened on first dates before I had a guy um, I dated for like six months that he was a little offended that I had never passed gas in front of him he was like, when are you going to, you know. And I was like, <laughs> <You> uh, know <what? laughs> never? 
what? I was like, no, I would never. Like, I would... Because you can't or, like, you're better at controlling it or... Yeah, like, I will manage the hell out of it. I almost said the shit out of it. That's just <laughs> I will manage it. Wow. Like, manage it. Or I will excuse myself to manage it in the other room and, like, let it happen. But, um, yeah, like, I've just... I ha- the long-term boyfriend I had <laughs> would almost never do that in front of me either. Oh. One time we were staying in a hotel. This is a weird fart story. One time we were, <laughs> sta- <laughs> One time we were staying at a hotel and I left the room. We were on our, uh, at a wedding. So I walked out of the room first and he was still putzing around, which was not unlike him. Putzing around, fucking around, still picking up his wallet or doing whatever. Like just to me appeared to be taking his time. I walk out of the room and I'm waiting. He comes out of the room, locks the door, and I realized I'd forgotten something. And I was like, oh, shoot, let me back in there. And I like burst back into the room and had to run through it to get something. And I run through his <laughs> <laughs> where he had just crop dusted the whole room. And I was like, holy, he's, holy shit. Yeah. He was like, I was like, oh my God, what the Jesus? And he's like, I'm sorry, I thought we were leaving. <laughs> So this is the precedent in my relationships. Oh, it's not I see. okay. Yeah. yeah, no, but no, I, I, I'm not. I like it. I like it. So it's not I'm your not most embarrassing, embarrassing story. So tell me your most embarrassing so, story. So this must have happened in dental school or something. It was I don't know, 8 p.m. at night. My friend Dana and I were at Walmart shopping for something, and I ran across like these. <laughs> I ran across these dollar sandals. <laughs> Okay. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, these are great sandals. So I put them on and I start running towards her. (laughs) (laughs) And they're tied to each other? No, they weren't tied to each other. But for some reason, like, the floor was really slippery. (laughs) Oh, no. So, like, I'm running towards her and I'm like, Dana, Dana, look at these sandals. And then all of a sudden, like, for some reason, (laughs) the next thing I know, (laughs) my feet are up in the air and I bonk my head on the ground. (laughs) Oh, no. Like... Feet out in front of you. Completely. Like a home alone type of fall. Yep. And then there was like 10 people that came rushing to my side asking if I was okay. And I was just like, I'm an idiot. I was running with sandals in the middle of Walmart. Am I bleeding? (laughs) Yeah. So like that's my go-to story for my embarrassing moment just because I rarely get so excited. Well, one, I rarely get so excited for sandals. (laughs) But you and do two, like a deal. I do like a deal. <laughs> <laughs> two, I'm like, I don't know what overcame me that would like that would make me want to run through Walmart with your one dollar sandals one on. Sandals. I hope you didn't buy them after all that. I didn't. Oh, good. <laughs> but it was just like I and clearly I clearly they are the devil. For sure, for sure now. For but sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's what I did just because uh, it. I think it's a great story. <laughs> Whereas all of my farting stories are really just me letting gas out and I don't really have anything funny about that. You're like, yeah, I just, I did that. Yeah, multiple times. Whoops. Well, those are a great set of questions. I like Because that. those are the types of questions, I think, that they do indeed allow you to um, practice some vulnerability. Yeah. It offers you the opportunity to be confident in who you are because you do need to open yourself up and tear down some walls and allow people into your world. Yep. And so 
take a gander, is that the right word? Gander at those questions. Yeah. And um, maybe share with us some questions that you, you know, are of interest to you. Yeah. Go through them on your dates and foster some relationships. Like, dig in. Yep. Have fun. Have fun. And thanks for joining us. Follow us on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter. Instagram is at the Main Dish Podcast. Facebook and Twitter are at the Main Dish Pod. And we will see you next time. We love you. Love you.